When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Now, before we start, you might want to check out our other podcasts covering topics like personal development and minimalism, money, health, relationships, and more. So to optimize your life in other areas, just search for Optimal Living Daily in your podcast app. Now on to the show. This is Optimal Relationships Daily, episode 1134, What It Looks Like When You Are Happily Married, an Ode to My Wife, by Evan Mark Katz of evanmarkkatz.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome to ORD on this Halloween Sunday. I am your host and narrator, Greg Audino, currently dressed as Eddie Munster, though. If you don't know who that is, Google it. I had to. He is well before my time, too. And today, folks, on the work front, we're going to be hearing from Evan Mark Katz again. Normally, we hear from his advice column, uh, but today, it's one of his own articles about a topic of his choosing, and I think you're really going to love this one. More of a Valentine's Day piece than a Halloween article, but alas. So sit back and relax. I'm going to start this article now and optimize your life. What It Looks Like When You're Happily Married, an Ode to My Wife, by Evan Mark Katz of evanmarkkatz.com. I rarely write long-form pieces due to the fact that, well, I don't get paid to write long-form pieces. But that's why I take great pains to find new, interesting material to share with you each and every Thursday. But first, I want to admit something that I don't like to admit publicly. For years, I dealt with criticism when this blog was called Advice from a Single Dating Expert, since I was offering advice but wasn't necessarily living it. How can you call yourself a dating coach but still be single? I dismissed the criticism because I was doing the best I could and legitimately was helping people. What I didn't know was how much I didn't know, how marriage would not only change my life for the better in miraculous ways, and how it would sharpen my edge as a dating coach. Basically, I am much better at my job today than when I started in 2003, as would anybody who did the same job for 13 years. But the main reason I've grown into this position is my wife. She is my North Star, the type O wife. You can give her to any man and she'd be able to make him happy. That's how much I believe in her. That's why I so fervently believe in love. That's why I'm an advocate of marriage. That's why I preach easy, happy relationships with no drama. I have it, and I want you to as well. Which brings me to the highlights from Heather Haverleski's moving New York Magazine article. Quote, Traditional romance is heady and exciting, precisely because, and not in spite of the fact that, there are still lingering questions at the edges of the frame. Will I be enough for this person? Will she stop wanting me someday? Is he as amazing as he seems, feels, tastes? Long-married romance is not the romance of watching someone's every move like a stalker and wanting to lick his face, but trying to restrain yourself. End quote. We've discussed this here for years, and I hope you have absorbed it in full. What you experience in the first two years of your relationship bears little resemblance to what you experience as a married couple which is why it's really important to let the excitement and chemistry wear off 
and see how well you function when you move in together before tying the knot. Real love is based on transparency and comfort, not mystery. Quote, What you have instead, and what I would argue is the most deeply romantic thing of all, is this palpable, reassuring sense that it's okay to be a human being. Because until you feel absolutely sure that you won't eventually be abandoned, it's maybe not 100% clear that any other human mortal can tolerate another human mortal. End quote. Most people have never reached that 100% mark, but it's real, and it's spectacular. Six months after I got married, everything clicked, and I knew that our love was to be unconditional. How can I say that? Isn't it possible that my wife will cheat on me or vice versa? I don't know how to say this in any other way, but no, it's not. And that's what feels so good when I get out of the office every day to join my family for dinner. Quote, you are both mortal and you're both surviving together, and you're in this to the very end. You're both screwed. Everything will be exactly this unexciting until one of you dies. And it's the absolute greatest anyway. End quote. Find me a happily married couple who would trade places with a happy single person. The fact that you can't is a reminder of the redemptive power of partnership. It's different than loving your best friend, your sister, or your dog. It's about having someone to slog through the tough times and celebrate the good ones, together. There's nothing like it in the world. Quote, So don't let anyone tell you that marriage is comfortable and comforting, but not romantic. Don't let anyone tell you that living and dying together is some sad dance of codependent resignation. Our dumb culture tricks us into believing that romance is the suspense of not knowing whether someone loves you or not yet. The suspense of wanting to jump into bed, but not being able to yet. The suspense of wanting all problems and puzzles to be solved by one person without knowing if they have any time or affinity for your particular puzzles yet. We think romance is a mystery in which you add up clues that you will be loved. Romance must be carefully staged and art-directed so everyone looks better than they usually do, and seems sexier and better than they actually are, so the suspense can remain intact. End quote. Strong relationships operate with metronomic consistency. I will wake up every morning next to my wife. I will fall asleep every night with my wife. I will go to church with her family for Christmas. She will fly to the East Coast to visit my family every year. We have theater tickets on Wednesdays at the Geffen and Fridays at the Taper. We reconnect over date night when one of us has been preoccupied with a personal project. Our excitement is a planned spontaneity, not the tingly confusion of early phase dating based on whether I will be kind or act with integrity, but rather how we're going to celebrate each other's birthdays or where we're going to travel this year. We have no mystery, just love. Quote, How long can this glorious thing last? Your eyes sometimes seem to ask each other, you, for one, really hope this lasts a whole heck of a lot longer. You savor the repetitive, deliciously mundane rhythms of survival, and you want to keep surviving. You want to muddle through the messiness of life together as long as you possibly can. That is the summit. Savor it. That is the very definition of romance. End quote. With my wife, I'm bulletproof. Without her, I don't even know who I am anymore. That is the beauty of codependence. It's not weak. It's not needy. It's not sad or pathetic. It's about being part of something bigger than you and being all in on it forever. I only hope that if you don't have a happy marriage now, 
you keep dating long enough to experience this feeling yourself. You may not know you have it for a good three years, but when you get there, I'm telling you, there's no turning back. You just listened to the post titled, What It Looks Like When You're Happily Married, An Ode to My Wife, by Evan Mark Katz of evanmarkkatz.com. And a very special piece from Evan today, huh? Getting into the guts of what happy romantic relationships are all about and describing them with eloquence and feeling. Love this one. And I think that there's something in here for you even if you're single, besides just a vision of something to look forward to. A lot of what Evan is talking about is widely applicable because he's talking about being involved with something greater than ourselves, as he put it. And he's talking about the value of the mundane, the reliable, routine mundane. You know, it's so easy for us to look for quick hits and rushes and what we often think are like once-in-a-lifetime experiences. And when they're phrased that way, they really do sound noble. But we don't realize that chasing the dopamine hit can be an addiction in itself. Over time, what becomes enough? How do we stay stimulated and what sacrifices are we prepared to make? We don't. We don't stay stimulated unless we keep one-upping ourselves. And in those moments, we reflect on how nice it is or would be to have a steady commitment that we can count on and how valuable the things we took for granted might be. Think about how this exists for you in or out of relationships. And feel free to take till tomorrow to think about it because we are done for today. But we'll be back with another episode tomorrow. Thanks a lot for joining me, friends, and have a terrific rest of your weekend if you're listening in real time. Happy Halloween once more, and I look forward to talking to you tomorrow in the Monday show where your optimal life awaits.